and good day, eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. And I'm Tim. And we are from supergoodcamping.com. We're here because we're on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today we wanted to talk a little bit about backcountry etiquette and also I'll just do a little overview of Presqu'ile Provincial Park. So take it away on the backcountry etiquette, Tim. Okay, so I, I won't, I'm not going to go across the board on all the etiquette things. I think, I'd like to think a lot of it is common sense, you know. Which is not so common. Yeah, well, that, this is true. And I'll end up turning it into a gigantic rant about just how unhappy it is to find all that garbage and stuff out there. If you take it in, take it out with you. Just leave no trace. That's that's the whole idea. You know, try to stay on the trails. But in particular, I wanted to, so our last podcast I made mention of in when you're backcountry camping Kawartha Highlands aside the majority of the backcountry camping you choose a lake there are x number of sites on there and one of those sites is yours it's it's a first come first serve type deal but in theory with Ontario Parks assuming that they aren't overbooking which they claim they don't you should be able to find a site. You may have to paddle the entire lake, which I can tell you is no fun at all, especially if you're on a big lake, but that's the deal. So it, it has come up in discussion that, you know, what do you do when you show up at, at a lake, you paddle around, there's half a dozen sites, and all six sites have somebody on them. In theory, unless you've been, you're mistaken about what day it is and what site, what lake you're supposed to be on, you've got a permit that says, Here's my itinerary. These are the lakes I've booked for these dates. That's the end of the story. If all the sites are taken and you look at your permit and you're right, somebody's lying in all likelihood. It is possible somebody was injured, some, something came up. But what do you do at that point? What do you, how does that play out? So again, as part of the discussion, a number of things, you know, you, you go to each individual site and start and you, you know, nicely demand to see their permit. For the record, the, they're not actually required to show it to you. And there doesn't appear, as best as I can tell from the Ontario Parks regulations, there doesn't appear to be a recourse other than reporting to the park office that, that all the sites are taken. Often a difficult thing to do when you don't have cellular service and you really don't want to portage and canoe back the deal that you just did. They're only required to show the permit to park rangers. Uh, end of story. There's also an issue, and 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 it speaks speaks poorly of our society that one of the one of the lady uh, canoers brought up that she wasn't showing her permit to anyone. I don't get because it never honestly it never occurred to me to not. I would just pull my permit out, go na 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 boo boo. I'm 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 good to go. There's five other people you can go bug now because your permit actually lists your itinerary who you're camping with and what sites you're on on what dates. I totally agree with her that she she's absolutely right and and she doesn't want to have to deal with somebody showing up going why well, you know I just happen to be passing through or or whatever other nefarious god only knows, right? That being said, I don't know what the solution is. Per, if, if I was on the other side of the coin, if I was on a site and somebody came by and went, man, I, you know, I paddled around all the sites or there's a storm coming in or, you know, my kid twisted his ankle and we're going to try to wait till tomorrow and see if we can, you know, splint them up or what, ha what have you with some, some duct tape and a couple of branches. I'd be cool. I got duct tape. Also, there's, you know, enough space for another pad back here and 
one campfire is big enough for two people or 17 people it's it's no big deal me personally i'd be fine with that uh, yes i'm in the backcountry for for serenity for a wayedness because that's a term and if it isn't i just made it one but i'm not going to put somebody out man who knows what the deal is really you know as long as you, you as long as you don't get a serial killer vibe from them come on in man no big deal it's one night it's it certainly is for us because as as i think i mentioned in the last one we don't we don't sit still very long uh, we don't have many uh rest days it, at most we have one rest day per trip so yeah i just i wanted to say that that's kind of a it's poopy if somebody's doing that if they're on a site that they shouldn't be on is it worth being confrontational i don't know uh you're certainly within your rights to say hey are you supposed to be on this lake? Can you double check your permit and make sure you didn't oops and, you know, trek an extra one? Or there's lots of people that will have done, will have, you know, as I did for our first trip, oversubscribed what our abilities were. And they got, you know, halfway there and went, we're not going to make it, man. This looks like a good lake. And as often as not, when you're in the backcountry, it's not, it is now, it's not full. You know, finding an empty site, like booking backcountry trips, I book everything five months out. Just I'm like that, and and you have to for car camping. So it's kind of habitual for me. You can easily go, you know, three weeks beforehand and take a look and find empty sites, like or find find that there's still openings on lakes. It's not a it's not a at capacity thing. So for somebody to think that they're being okay by not paddling, pushing through, and and going on to their their lake or what have you. I don't know that I would I would give them a, too much of a hard time about that because in theory it's not a capacity you should be able to find you should be able to find a site and and there probably is another one for you know whoever's booked there like you wouldn't you wouldn't think you'd be putting somebody out of their site but anyhow that's that's pretty much my thoughts on that cool and uh, I was going to talk about Presqu'ile I don't know if you want to bug out oh sure because <laughs> I don't know anything about Presqu'ile yet 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 so I'm talking about Presqu'ile because thus far, Tim and Thomas haven't been there. Uh, Brandon and I have been there several times, and it's actually one of our very favorite car camping trips that we've done on our own. So we thought we would drag the other two out to Presqu'ile this year. Presqu'ile has several cool things about it. I'll just give you a bit of an overview of the park. There's lots of car camping there. It's got a two and a half kilometer sandy beach. There's 16 kilometers of trails and paths along the shorelines. It's a, a migration hotspot in the spring and the fall with 338 bird species recorded and 130 breeding species. There's a one kilometer marsh boardwalk trail, which accesses the largest protected marsh on the north shore of Lake Ontario. There are two visitor centers and it's open year round for day use and it's open in the summer for car camping. And yay, car camping is open again. We can do it now as long as everything stays low in terms of case counts. So as Tim mentioned, we are scheduled to go to Presqu'ile for just a little two-night, three-day jaunt in the beginning of July. So we're really looking forward to our first camping excursion this year, which is going to be to Presqu'ile. It also has the second oldest operating lighthouse in Ontario. And so that's one of the things that we found really cool about Presqu'ile was the lighthouse. There's a visitor interpretive center inside the lighthouse and also a gift shop. So it's really fun to go in there and lots of things you can learn about nautical things in the lighthouse. And then there's another nature 
Center as well, and lots of um, interesting information you can learn in the other nature center. And one of the things that Brandon and I quite enjoyed, especially when he was littler, was um, just sitting on the beach. There's all kinds of limestone fossils that you can find on the beach, and we collected several, took them into the nature center, and he got an award for being a fossil hunter. So he was quite thrilled with that. But anyway, it's also quite good for biking. We biked around. A fair bit at Preskill, so you can bike. You probably will want to bike from from one visitor center to the where the lighthouse is, and then back, and then back to your campsite. We found that a really effective way to get around. We did some geocaching while we were at Preskill, and the marsh boardwalk is pretty cool. We did that the last time that we were there, and the other once you come off the marsh boardwalk into there's this sort of a treed area that you come off into. There were some really interesting looking tree formations in there. The trees would go straight up and then did a right angle turn and then did, went straight up again. And according to one of the park rangers, that is because of, there was a disease in the tree, which then caused it to sort of go sideways. And then, and then it at some point went back upwards again. But anyway, they almost look like horseback. So, and you can actually climb on onto those trees and sit on them as if you're sitting on horseback. Anyways, that was some of the fun things that we did at Preskill. There's a beach there. So of course we went swimming. It's on Lake Ontario, which tends to be a little bit cold year round. Um, so you might want to have like an extra layer or something on if you're going to plan to go swimming. And I said, as I mentioned, geocaching, we did geocaching while we're inside the park too. There's some interesting things to do there. There's some interesting history in the area. It's close to a little town called Brighton. We went into Brighton and got some ice cream and went into an antique shop and poked around in there. So anyways, it's quite, um, quite a nice park. And we really have enjoyed our trips to Preskill. We've been uh, probably three or four times. And then this year we're t taking Tim and Thomas to Preskill. Anyways, we'll be doing that at the beginning of July. We'll do a little bit of a post-Preskill review of what that was like with Tim involved. And then our next couple of trips, uh, Tim and Thomas will be doing backcountry in Algonquin, as Tim has mentioned. And then in August, we are off to Turkey Point Provincial Park, which is our first year camping on Lake Erie, which we're kind of excited about that. We've done several of the other Great Lakes, but we have not yet been to Lake Erie. Anyways, so that's it for us for today. I'm Pamela and Tim has been Moost. And if you'd like to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. Our email address is hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's hi at supergoodcamping.com. And we would love to hear from you. Please visit our website at supergoodcamping.com and connect with us on all of the social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We have a public Facebook group called Campfire. We'd love it if you joined us on there and we'd love to chat with you. Thank you, take care, and talk to you soon.